Welcome to I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today we're delving into how to build your career and joining me to dissect this important topic, we have Jake Armston, AIH, Nathaniel Morales, MIH and Ted Walia, FIH. As always, a huge thank you to all three of them for their time and opinion. Don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just reach out to me directly at phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. But for now, let's go and learn how to build your career. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast, hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today's chat centres around the topic of building your career, and to help me navigate this one, I'm of course once again joined by three of the IOH's finest, who are all very kindly giving up their time to chat to me today. So first up from within the fellowship, we have Ted Walia, who is Managing Director of the Fox Hills Club and Resort. Hi, Ted. Hi, Phil. It was great to have, be there. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's uh, my first podcast. So excuse my accent. Um, English is my fifth language, as I put a disclaimer out there. <laughs> Bless yeah. you. No, you're, you are loud and clear. So don't worry about that. And uh, I, I understand as well that congratulations are in order because you, you got um, a promotion earlier this year to the managing director position. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I've been with Fox Hills. So I got promoted in April and collection, Fox Hills collection has got another golf course, um, Farley, which is in the Croydon way. So I'm now managing director and looking after the uh, Fox Hills collection. I both the properties, Fox Hills, Golf and Resort, as well as Farley. Fantastic. And just give us a little overview of what you have there on the resort. So the Fox Hills Resort is uh, uh, 440 acres to be precise. We have got two award-winning 18-hole uh, golf courses, a long cross and Bernard Hunt, along with a par three nine-hole golf course. Along with that, we have got uh, extensive leisure facility, gym, uh, spa with treatment rooms, restrooms on uh, Rasul and Hamam. We have 1700 square meter of brand new pavilion, which is a family friendly facility, which opened just coming out of COVID May of 2021 when we were opening. And I've got meetings and uh, meetings, ME facility along with the 66 bedrooms. So in nutshell, if I can put it like that, we are, we have got members, large members, golf members, leisure members, but we are not only for members, we are open for anybody who would like to stay with us, come to dine or host events with us. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that is that. And then we have got Farley, which is in the Croydon, 350 acres, 27 whole golf courses, which is, which is uh, it's a golf prominent. It doesn't have any accommodation, but it has got uh, food and beverage, extensive food and beverage facilities over there. And we have got membership plus you can uh, you can be a day visitor to come and play golf there. So these are the two essentially the properties which I am currently looking after in the Foxes collection. Fantastic. Well, I mean that all, all sounds uh, amazing, and I love the fact as well that having just been earlier this year promoted into the managing director, and we're talking about growing your career. You've just done that this year. You've grown your career this year, so cool. it, it all works really well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much. And uh, well, next up from within the MIH ranks, we have Nathaniel Morales, if I've pronounced that right, Nathaniel. 
Yes, correct. Excellent. And you're currently the uh, floor manager at the iconic Shangri-La at the Shard, as well as being something of a content creator. Yes, true. Excellent. How are you anyway? I'm good. Uh, I attended yesterday the Above and Beyond in Rosewood. Small catch-up with the members, especially the new trends in our field. Yeah, great. And how was it? How was how was the Rosewood looking these days? A lovely, lovely building, actually. And uh, we are in the function rooms in the ground floor. New faces, uh, new trends in our uh, field, especially the new technology and then new networking, new people. Brilliant. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the joys, isn't it, of the, the IOH's events is the opportunity to connect with people that you wouldn't necessarily get to every day. Yes. And you're uh, something of an influencer. I saw that you've got 19,500 followers on Instagram. You are doing well. This is uh, doing videos. And for example, if I am attending some events, I do videography or photography. Then I add it to our Instagram or social media, especially in LinkedIn or Facebook, something like that. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for making time for this uh, as well. You're, you seem to be just be constantly busy. So I massively appreciate you making time to, to have a chat with us it's today. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Good man. And then finally, from our AIH members, we've got Jake Armston, who is currently bar manager at the Roseacre Pub Company, if I've got that correct, Jake? Uh, yes, that is correct. Fantastic. And you're also on the AIH uh, Youth Council? Yes, as is Nathaniel these days. Right, yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's two of us, but yeah, it's good. Looking forward to bits that are going on in the next couple of months. Quite a few bits coming up, so yeah, should be yeah. good. Great stuff. How, how's life anyway? How are you doing? Good. Yeah, busy. But I suppose that's not a bad thing. And yeah. I don't know how I squeeze everything into schedule, but it seems to work sometimes. Yeah. So that's a bonus. Yeah, it's a standard response if you work in hospitality, isn't it? I'm just busy. But that's good. It's better to be busy than not busy. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Okay, well, and you're all very, very welcome. Um, before we get into today's topic, I always like to just ask you all why it is that you said I'm into the IOH. So I'm going to come back to you, Tej. Why did you say I'm into the IOH? Uh, bring, coming up the ranks within the hospitality, I think one of the key reasons is uh, being there as uh, not that I have got enough experience. However, I've worked in the hospitality for 22 years. So it is getting mentoring and giving back to the the up and coming generation within the hospitality. And it is quite relevant in the current climate where we all are crying for more and more staff. And we're wondering why the staff are not joining or why the new talent is not joining hospitality. So one of the key reasons would be is actually to, to, to basically educate up and coming uh, generation about the hospitality and also giving back in terms of mentoring. So that is one of my key reasons, I would say. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a key point, actually. I think, um, you know, perhaps sometime I've been quite uh, vociferous about this across all of the platforms that I use. And, and that is that actually the reputation that gets out about hospitality is not the reality of what hospitality is as a place to come and work. Uh, and I think we do all need to shout about that, but critically support people when they do come and give hospitality a try. Yeah, that's why I say, Phil, hospitality is not a job, it's a lifestyle. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is maybe positive spin of unsociable, but as I say, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. You choose to, it comes. So yeah, that's that's my main reasons for, I mean. Fantastic. And then same question to you, Nathaniel. Yeah. As we all know, IOH is one of the best networking group globally with plenty of courses available online. That's one of my benefits or one of our benefits plenty of mentoring events you can attend dinners aside from that ioh is a award-winning organization with thirty-one thousand active members and that's why i am in good man yeah and you've done your homework as well knowing the the membership quantity as well i'm not, I'm not even sure i knew that but there we are no that's great thank you very much and then finally back to you jake why did you say i'm in um so yeah i was at uni at the time studying hospitality and sort of it got mentioned as like a free thing so I sort of joined with no real sort of big intention of it but then sort of found the networking and mentoring and all that sort of the little well I say the little bit some of the big bits um, that are beneficial and then sort of got on youth council and everything else that went with that and Robert's sort of new vision of where he wants to take the institute just sort of feels right and yeah that's probably why I'm in for everything now so yeah 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 well I, and I have to say I have to take my hat off to you because all of the the London events I go to you seem to be at and um and you're not based in London so that's uh you know you're you're, you're quite well you're not quite far north but you are north way north of London it's not like you can just nick into London type scenario so yeah, it, to be fair, the the whole train thing from Leicester is not too bad. It's like it can be just under an hour from Leicester to St Pancras. So it's not it's not the worst commute in the world. But yeah, thank you anyway. Got you. Yeah, actually, I, I live way closer and it probably takes me about the same length of time. But there we are. That's a topic for another day. Well, you are all very, very welcome. And I appreciate you uh, you're sharing your, your reasons for joining the IOH. So I think we should get stuck into today's topic, which is all about building your career. So I always like to start with an opening statement. Today's is this. When the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, it may be that they take better care of it. And that's from somebody called Cecil Selig. I've probably mispronounced that, but he was quoted as being an inspirational figure of his time. Now, that quote obviously plays into the concept of sometimes you have to look outwards to build your career. But we will we'll come on to, to that. But I, I just wanted to ask you all a pretty basic question but when you first entered the workforce did the role that you're doing now play a part in your planning or have you kind of just ended up here somehow okay the current role which i am in yeah currently. Yeah, yeah yeah okay oh well i can open that one actually no uh, it was i would say uh it was not an accident as itself uh i'm if i talk about foxes becoming a general manager when i joined in august of 18 however I the position did come up. However, through the industry contacts, I Institute of Hospitality Events and also being an M, uh, Saint Julian scholar, you know Saint Julian's events and MI events. So it kind of helped me because the current owner happens to know uh, my kind of a mentor as well, who has uh, at, who, whom I interacted and network in these events, whom I met them. Yeah. So actually, it is planned as well as it happened that the events which were happening subconsciously for 
or four or five, you know, the contacts which I've been developing for five or six years, they kind of helped me to catapult if I can, if catalyst, they play an important catalyst. Yeah. So I guess the, the key thing is, is that it wasn't necessarily when you started your career, you didn't necessarily have the vision that I'm going to become the MD of Fox Hills. But you kind of as you go on your career journey, these opportunities start presenting themselves and you can start to figure out exactly where you fit in in the world, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it will be fair to say whenever somebody joins as a any organization, specifically hospitality, you always aspire and you're always, and especially when you're young, you're impatient to get go higher level, isn't it? You always want a promotion when you are, you know, when you join. So when I joined in the hospitality and as a waiter, I always wanted to how soon I can become a supervisor, how soon I can become an assistant manager, you know, those kind of, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Nathaniel or Jake, any, I suppose you're you're not quite as advanced in your career as Tej. Are you where you thought you would be or, or how has that kind of worked out differently? I cannot answer for that. Uh, during my college time, I studied restaurant and hotel management. From, from the beginning, I have the goal to work in the hotel because I started my career in hospitality since 2010. And then the next years, I continue as a supervisor, sommelier, senior sommelier, and then now as a floor manager. So the goal is like to keep, I mean, keep on the flow, uh, keep focus, get your goal and perform well. Yeah, so it's, it's about staying present into the the job at hand doing the best job that you can do and then opportunity will naturally come to you at some point down the line absolutely because uh, no one knows uh, no one in the future no, no, no one knows in the future and opportunity knocks once and you need to grab it as long as you're ready yeah absolutely and jake any anything to add into all of that personally us hospitality as a career are sort of came into as a bit of good fortune as it were like okay. initially when I finished a levels and went to uni the first time I went off to do mathematics with food engineering so that that's was, a very close then very close yeah, yeah, yeah. very very similar to <laughs> hospitality uh but fortunately I got a job while I was up there absolutely hated my uni course and uh dropped out of uni after my first year and stayed working in hospitality so yeah hospitality is a sort of career path yeah very much sort of fell into but as to where I am now and sort of direction of travel is very sort of focused hence also now having graduated hospitality and events management so right got you excellent yeah I'm I, I'm fascinated by this because I, I remember having a, a conversation with the great Harry Murray uh, around the fact that he knew very very early in his life that he was going to become a hotel general manager and that was actually his aspiration he didn't we didn't have aspirations to go and become an ops director or a ceo or whatever he knew that that's what he wanted to do now within that of course there are so many different places that you can be a hotel general manager so i guess the the key thing in that learning is that you know if you have he had the idea of where he wants to go and all of you guys have the idea of where you want to go but actually there's so many properties out there so many businesses out there that can help you get to where you want to go. And you probably don't have the vision 
you know, at, at well, any stage of your career that I am going to become the general manager of that hotel. And that's it. That's all I ever want to do. Maybe you do. I don't know. If anybody's listening and is, is kind of thinking that way, please do kind of write in if we do that. I'd be very interested to to learn. I just, I find it interesting because there's obviously many, many ways to build your career. There's no right or wrong way. You've just got to, I suppose, take all of these points that we've just made there and and just be mindful that you'll be open to opportunity that might take you off your path uh, or your, your plans. And anyway, I digress. This is not the Phil Street Show. So I'm going to uh, come back to topic. What would be some of your essential steps that individuals can take to build a, se- a successful career? And again, anybody, please feel free to jump in. I will start it, uh, give everybody the heads up. (laughs) I would say now reflecting back, and obviously um, there is two different things here. I'm I'm giving my, uh, what I call insight in a hindsight way for up and coming. So hence, now I can reflect back on the decision. So I, I will summarize that, get the basics right. It is, I know when I was young in starting my career, I wanted to get, you know, promotion as soon as possible, but get the basics right and take your time. If you want to get the basics right, surround yourselves with the team who challenge you so that they question you and it will help you to grow. And most importantly, I would say is identify a mentor who can help to develop you. But for that, you have to be very much self-aware. So that mentor can uh, help you to develop the areas which you need developing and which you need guidance. So that will be my steps, if I can put it like that. Yeah. And did you have a a, a situation? Have you kind of always known that having a mentor was useful? Or was that something that kind of came to you as you progressed? I say, Phil, I always actually... um, Officially or unofficially, you end up having a mentor anyways, Phil. That is my thing is like you always gravitate towards one, you know, senior figure kind of a thing. Forget the rule of mentoring where we should not mentor anybody in your own, you know, line manager or in your own chain of hierarchy kind of a thing. But somehow the other you have. But yes, I, I would say it was quite early on. I would not say as soon as I started my career. But after a year and a half, a couple of years, I realized that I do need a mentor to, you know, to develop me. But the key was which, and also the other key is also the fact that at different stage of your career, there there could be a different mentor. So not necessarily the mentor who has been there, who was there 20 years back with me, who's, when I started my career will still be my mentor right now, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. So at different stage of your career, you might need different guidance, different kind of a direction. And hence, as a result, the mentor has to, but I caught on early on that it will be good to have a mentor to develop the, uh, develop the areas which I need. But for that, you have to be self-aware. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a damn good point. Self-awareness, I think, is actually, it's a major part of anybody's development in any case, understanding who you are, what you've yet to to learn without kind of feeling like you know it all. I mean, we all never know it all, do we? But um, uh, you've always kind of got to have that humility about you to to know that there's still 
other things that you need to learn, no matter how experienced you are. Yeah, I would say, uh, but again, going honest, more self-awareness is much more apparent and comes more as you grew up the ranks. <laughs> when you start your career, you are less self as self-aware as you are as you grew up the rank generally. With yeah. me, certainly was the case. Yeah, absolutely. Nathaniel, you kind of touched upon a, a really good basic, I think, that people can grasp early on yeah. in their in their career around the fact yeah. that kind of just focus on now you know like focus on the job that you have uh and do as best as you can and, and things will just happen for you at some point uh in the future but what other essential steps do you feel that individuals could take to build a successful career so on my own experience building a successful career requires combination of planning continuous learning and you need to do your uh, 100% diligent effort. Give your passion, your commitment to your work. Like for example, set clear goals, identify your own strengths because it will help during your uh, work time, especially with your colleagues. Every time go for networking or join the networking because it will help you to grow your career. And also seek mentors because uh, experienced professionals who can guide and inspire you. Mentors also can advise uh, and share their experiences and provide valuable insights. Absolutely. I, I suppose a, a lot of points echoed from, from Tej's experience uh, as well. I love the 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 concept of being diligent diligent in your learning, not just on the job, right, but away from the the job your own pre professional development uh, in whatever form that might look like yes it's true yeah jake over to you uh, any further points to add to to those nothing that immediately jumps out obviously i sort of echo the sort of mentoring points um i at uni got paired with a great mentor through the institute and all of my sort of uni decisions little bits of work that I needed help with or even now that we caught up last week and we sort of catch up three or four times a year and it's just someone to run ideas past and sort of talk about where I want to go in the future and all that sort of stuff but then equally as much I think the whole having a good network is always great as well obviously yourself potentially helped me a little bit earlier on in the year when I was sort of after yeah I, I sort of, we we had the conversation about cruises and that sort of thing when i was sort of yeah looking at maybe going or getting a position with a cruise line i know you sort of did a bit of that back in the day so um your sort of insight and guidance through that was uh very useful so yeah i think having a good network and sort of having good people and mentors in a sense that you can sort of lean on and ask questions to but yeah equally as much i think continuing your sort of professional development both off-site and on-site just jump at every sort of opportunity that you sort of get if someone wants you to go on a first aid course go, go and do a first aid course like it's not gonna harm you in the long term and potentially it has some good benefits from it as well so absolutely and actually you kind of you're it's a nice segue into to networking as a tool because I, I definitely from my own experience networking has played such a massive part in uh, opportunities that have come my way and that's not even I suppose just within career it's just in terms of the people that you meet you never know when you might have something that can help each other you know and and actually that works 
from what you've all talked about in mentoring as being a major thing that can help in that and the fact that somebody can just give you uh five minutes of wisdom that can change your focus onto something or it can be a, a more formal arrangement where you become a your actual mentor mentee uh, arrangement but networking has such power and i am a massive believer in that what are your own experiences with with networking i can share my experience mm. Uh, it was re- recently. Uh, he's a member of IOH as well. He's a FIH. For sure, you know Ben. Yeah, yeah. Ben Parton so, we're talking yeah, about, I guess. Ben yeah. recently handled the chef competition in UK. And he approached me that if I, if I can help him during the competition to do the geography. So from the beginning of the competition, I helped him during the uh, live competition of the chef and then I, I did the videography so afterwards they like it and then i do the videography for young sommelier competition in uk and and most of the members of that organization uh, appreciated my skills and expertise and this is about the networking because you're, you're I mean, co- for example, we are in the Institute of Hospitality and we have a colleagues that needs help for, from uh, one each other and then we can help him for, you know, because uh, there's no charge for that actually. So it's about networking. It's not about gathering ideas. It's about helping each other as well. Love that. Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, because I, I think a lot of the time you can uh, look upon networking as a uh, some well, some people I'm, I'm sure do look at networking as a one-sided. What can I get out of this? But actually, if we all just had a focus of how you know how can I help the network, then uh, look at the kind of the knowledge bank and the expertise and the and just the willingness to move stuff forward. Look how you know exponentially that can grow into something huge. Yes, sure. Because it's not it's not about the networking in your workplace, but it's about personal personal networking as well. Yeah, absolutely. Tej, what are your uh, your networking experiences? Yeah, actually, I do agree with Talian there. I think networking is I if you go networking as a platform of collaboration then that is basically what I say is you're sharing your best practices where Nathaniel gave a perfect example of how he, whomsoever met kind, they were useful to each other. Yeah. And that opens up many, I, as a networking, a networking, you pick up best practices, you pick up uh, what you call your mentors, if I can put it like that. And mentor doesn't mean an official capacity. As I said, mentor, if you are dealing with certain challenges and somebody else you happen to talk about it, they have dealt with it already, then, you know, you can share and that helps to kind of develop yourself. And also, I say that the key it is, is the fact that once you start going to some of the networking events is is going out of your way to meet new people because sometimes the habit is, you know, a group of people, you know, and then you end up congregating and all that kind of a thing. And that I have learned. And that's my cautious, I try to do cautiously, cautiously to remind myself 
that it is very easy to connect with the stay connected with the same people because if you end up going to hospitality you know the events and all that you can and those kind of a thing and it helped and that is how you help to develop your i know there is a question at the end brand in in a subtle way not in a direct way you are displaying your brand your capabilities and your image to other people absolutely i i also think it it's such especially in the early part of your career it's such a wonderful way to build confidence in terms of you know as you say put yourself out there and go and meet some new people and be the one to ask the questions and be the one to you know learn about other people and all of that you probably don't realize it in the moment it might uh, make you feel like you're a little bit uncomfortable for a a moment in time but when you look at back at yourself 5 years down the line when you just when you're effortlessly gliding around a room because you know you just you're just interested in people that helps your your confidence skyrocket absolutely yeah jake what's your your i mean you're a you're a bit of a master networker Every, everywhere i look you're there i'm not i'm not sure i'd go that far obviously <laughs> i'm still sort of reasonably new to the whole networking thing i think my first sort of in-person networking event was sort of the shard with the above and beyond um not i know it's approaching two years ago now but mm. um it's that was my first obviously back after covid I'd only been in the Institute before that with like online and stuff. And yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I was scared in that awfully large room in one of London's finest venues. And for yeah, me, it's it was a process there, isn't there? And that, if that's your first experience. And it was very much like, obviously a lot of people there were sort of reconnecting after sort of two years and a lot of people knew each other. Obviously I was in the fortunate position where we were sort of going with a lot of the youth council sort of being there, obviously it had only just become a thing for a few months at the time. And also my mentor was also there. So I, there was a few sort of little connections that I could sort of say hello to initially just to sort of break that ice. But I remember sort of being in the room and people coming up to me and asking me what I was doing. And I was sort of, yeah, probably a bit apprehensive, but as soon as you talk to two or three people I think it becomes very natural and then as you say the more sort of things you go to and like we've hosted networking with the youth council as well where we had um, student and AIH members there together in a sort of more relaxed sort of setting in the sense that we had cocktails and a DJ and we still spoke about hospitality in the future we see hospitality in the next 10 years but equally as much we had a DJ on and we were at Galvin at Windows, which is obviously a nice venue. And yeah, that sort of, that was, I think, networking in a good sense as well, because we had students there that were wanting to sort of develop themselves. And it was a lot of their first events. And I think being in that sort of more sort of semi-relaxed state probably broke the ice a bit for them. And now that we see them coming to above and beyonds and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, and branch events. So yeah. For me, it was, as I say, it was the first one's always the worst one. And then the more and more you go to, as I say, your network becomes bigger and the more people you can talk to. And I can almost guarantee now if I walk into a room at an Institute event, there's certainly probably five, six, 20, 30 people that I know in the room. So 
yeah yeah i, I mean I, I, as i said at the beginning of uh, that section i mean the the power of networking has no real boundaries and i think the the great thing about that is is that the more you do that especially in a, a hospitality environment i mean a, a true hospitalitarian has a giving nature in any case so they're always going to happily have a chat with anybody who comes into their realm to talk about kind of you know it could even just be to talk about the football it doesn't matter as long as you're building relationships with people those are the things that really kind of make the the long term move forward in your career much much easier i i think but in any case ted you you very kindly started talking about branding there which i think is a is a an, again a lovely segue it's almost like you guys are trained in this podcasting panel world that we live in but um yeah, I think it's a really good point to to bring up. I mean, how important is the the role that your own personal brand plays in your own career development? And actually, I'm going to come to Nathaniel because you're you're a bit of a branding guy, even though I mean, it's, you're not a, an official brander as it were, but you do create a lot of content, and a lot of content is centered around you, you know, and who you are, and all of the content that I see you put out. To me, as somebody from the outside looking in, I would look at you and say that, well, here is a guy who cares deeply about hospitality, who has a smile on his face all the time, who is relentlessly positive about this industry. And so these are the things that I've deduced just by the content that you've put out. But yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to me about putting together a, a personal brand. Okay, I think this is my first time to share this in, uh, in my life. Okay, good. Uh, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'm in the, I mean, I'm uh, working in the hotel industry, right? Since 2010, and yeah. then uh, networking is very important because you know if you have a if you have a colleague in one network, they will invite you to their restaurant or to their hotel. So once once you arrive to their hotel or restaurants, for sure you need to have a you need to bring your camera or your phone. As part of your memory and then one time i realized why do i need why i don't i mean uh for example i realized that i need to do this as a memory and then i uploaded to social media like instagram or facebook but no linkedin before because i don't have an account and then every time i visit restaurants or bars I take a pictures or video, small reels, and then I upload it to my Instagram. And then suddenly my followers increase. And then in our hotel, we have lots of incentives. We have complimentary stay. And every time I stayed in our hotel, I took a video and then pictures, of course. Yeah. And this is the time I increase my followers in social media and Still, I'm still uh, staying in our hotel as a complimentary because of part of our incentives. Yeah. So, so, build, the... building, so building building the brand, you need to have goal or uh, credibility as well. Not only random pictures or videos. You need to have a, a value to their own views. For example inspiration or motivation on my videos yeah I, I, that, I mean that's what I said at the beginning you're all of the content you put out is just it's positive and that to me then feeds into 
who because it also comes across as authentic authentically you it's not something that you're forcing or trying to make happen it's just you so that to me then is you you've presented uh, a personal brand to the world that this is who i am i'm here to inspire i'm here to motivate i'm here to be uh, a positive beacon for hospitality i don't know but um yeah, and meanwhile from a career development perspective you might, you might not know this just now because i know that you're happy where you are and that you love what you do but at some point down the line if there is a, a an opportunity that uh, fits you and you you look to move on people can find you quite easily you know in terms of who you are and what you stand for so as a business who's wanting to invite somebody to come and work in that business people can already make up their mind that actually this guy is worth having a chat with because look at what he's presenting to the world um, yeah, actually, I recently received some offer from one of our fellow in IOH. Right. Because Can you say that uh, in public? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Mr. Vic Loss. Okay. He's yeah, a former yeah. president of IOH in London. And uh, his company needs videographer for, for his upcoming event on July. And then... Because you watch all my videos in LinkedIn, Facebook, or or Instagram, and then he wants me to to do the videography for their event. Nice, yeah. Well, I mean, there we are again, right? There's branding yeah. and networking coming so together. Networking, yeah, this is true. Networking and branding and yeah. credibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. Tej, uh, from your own personal pr uh, perspective, in terms of your brand that you've developed, how has that taken? form over the years phil uh, i think the personal branding is what i call this combination of your track record yeah uh, when you're doing the business because of the fact that your track record speaks louder than what you want to say you know yeah yeah <laughs> you can get away with the uh, hot air kind of a thing but the track record and also how you carry yourself around in terms of you know these uh, and actually your topic is relevant because everything all the questions and everything networking person they are all kind of very intertwined to each other yeah because, uh, so so your track record you have to have a good track record i going back to again what we highlighted is concentrate on your current job so that you do well you're doing it well because if you do it well you can use it as a stepping stone to get something better if you want it or something different you know whatever is your career ambition or direction is mm. and then you should be able to sell yourself if i want to put it like that or you should be able to portray what you're doing to to the wider world in whatever field it is so that you can uh, you can monetize it your hard work and your sweat and tears what you're putting into the business or your personal performance and that's the key there's nothing big formula that is me i think yeah no i, I mean that's I, I suppose in simple cliche terms that that's kind of actions speak louder than words isn't it really like just again get your head down do your thing to the best of your ability and you'll get noticed you don't Absolutely. need to say anything Absolutely. And I'm trying to uh, say the same to my HODs and, you know, senior managers also the kind of I'm involving them also in the, you know, networking, taking them to in 
IOH events and things like that. And I'm saying do the hard work, but you should be able to, people should be able to see it as well. Hard working and smart working goes hand in hand. Yep. Here, here. Absolutely. Jake, anything to, to add to that? Um, nothing overly. I just echo again everything that's been said already. Um, as soon as you sort of develop yourself into being someone that's not necessarily noticeable, but sort of has that sort of potential sort of aura of, oh, this is that person, they do this. These are quite easily to rely on, etc. I think, yeah, once you sort of create that image, everything else sort of follows and sort of goes along with it um so yeah i don't think i've got anything massively exciting to add but yeah yeah just what everyone said already i also appreciate that i've come to you last every time so we've covered everything by the time we get to you so I'll, i'll come to you first on the last question but i guess to summarize that section that we've just talked about i think the key thing certainly from my own perspective seems to be as with most things in life nail the basics like just get the basics done well and everything else will start to slot into place and so by the basics i guess i mean everything that we've talked to today about know who you are be self-aware know who your brand what your brand is and what you stand for and what your values are become great at networking focus on your professional development and learning get good mentors in and out of work plan set goals Uh, And I guess I want to, I suppose, finish on a, not a negative as such, but because I think this is also an inevitable part of people's lives and and careers is that it's not always an upward trajectory. There are bumps in the road as with anything that comes along. So I just wanted to kind of finish off really by asking uh, all of you, and I'll come to you first, Jake, actually this time. uh, Do you have any personal experience of when your career plan has not worked? And and how did you adapt in that moment? Um, I w- yeah, potentially. I wouldn't say it's not worked in a sense, but certainly sort of from a personal level, like there's been a couple of hiccups along the way. Obviously, when I initially was in Sheffield, focused on doing engineering as a degree, and then sort of you turned into hospitality, which again is something I really enjoyed at the time. I sort of stayed up in Sheffield for sort of about a year and a half, two years afterwards. And sort of whilst I was enjoying myself up there and it was really good fun and great job in a hotel and a good team and good group of friends around me, financially living on my own um, and all that sort of goes along with that and actually learning how to be an adult at 20, 21 and then actually realising that maybe let's move back home to Leicester and save some money. Um, That sort of yeah, I sort of saw myself staying in Sheffield sort of long term permanently and sort of rising through the ranks up there in the hotel. Then sort of you turned into sort of being something totally different and sort of moving into a different area of the industry, moving into sort of stadium event work, which again was a great thing for me at the time because I realised that I enjoyed sort of event work and again that's why I then ended up doing hospitality and events management but obviously then I sort of then you turned into doing pubs bars and restaurants so yeah it's not been the set path that I initially thought it would be from sort of 1920 working in Sheffield in a hotel but I wouldn't say it's a bad thing where I've ended up and obviously if I didn't move home I would have never gone to uni and then I 
potentially would have never sort of joined the institute and be here now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's certainly you turned a little bit from where it was and certainly where it was going. But I think with the industry being so big and having so many different areas and aspects that you can sort of grow and develop in, I think that makes it a nice sort of, well, it makes it a great industry. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nathaniel? Any uh, oh, any experience, experience of things not going think, according um, to plan? Yeah, in my own experience, I think no. For the previous years, I planned my career actually. And you, since you, I joined, your own plan. Yes, because when I joined Chanel at uh, the Shard, I accepted as a bar back in Gong. So Gong is one of the highest bar in Western Europe. So from from that position. I I saw opportunity in sommelier because I have a sommelier experience, and then I moved to sommelier position in Ting Restaurant, located in 35th floor at the Shard. Afterwards, I showed my expertise, dedication, and passion, and they observed that. After a year, they promoted me as a sommelier, so I received a lots of feedbacks. I mean, positive feedbacks from the management, colleagues, guests. After a year, they promoted me as a senior sommelier. So same thing. Career plan, show commitment, dedication, passion. And then last year, last November, they promoted me as a floor manager until now. So credibility commitment is the number one and treat people equal and you know respect each other yeah i mean you're kind of a case in point to everything that we've spoken about earlier on in the 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 show to be honest and i hope that you continue on this wonderful upward trajectory that you're on yeah and then final words to to you ted have you had any bumps in the road along the way i think there are because i always say now I can look back, bumps helps to recalibrate and reflect. And if you don't, and to some extent, if I had, I particular, I cannot name the company, <laughs> Phil, for obvious sure, reasons, sure. I joined it. Uh, it wasn't for me, not that uh, it was to do with the company, but it wasn't for me, actually. And, and I firm believer that if it's not, there's no point in being miserable and all that. Just go. And to some extent where I am, if I would not have taken that direction and would not have left that company, you know, because I thought that it was, I would not have landed here. Yeah. So so that's why I say bums sometimes are perhaps, I'm not that kind of cynical that the faith and everything kind of a thing. But on the other hand, it happened. And as a result, I reflected, recalibrated, and I landed here. But if that would not have happened, that bump, perhaps I don't know where the trajectory would have taken me, you know, career path. So it is essential, in my opinion, sometimes, because it helps you to, per my personal experience, it helps you to reflect, recalibrate, reevaluate, and then you go and you do it. So if that bump would not have happened, I'm not sure whether I would have been at Foxels, to be honest because yeah. everything was connected. So yes, it is good for the career sometimes, I guess. I, I could not agree more. I mean, I, it kind of speaks to a, a wonderful thing that I have in my head that, and I always remember this because I've had a few bumps in my own career, notwithstanding I 
spoken about this on uh, this very podcast when we talked about uh, redundancy. Yeah. Um, I've been made redundant before in my my career, and what I learned in that process was is that the job that you do does not define you. The actions that you take is what defines you, and so it's not what it's not the bad stuff that happens that to you that that is uh, the thing that defines you. It's how you respond to it respond to it basically and um, and as you say you know I, I could not agree with you more I think in these tough moments you actually learn a lot more about yourself and your capability I think than uh, perhaps you do when things are just moving along perfectly and nicely um, absolutely I would not and also if if I may add it to that if you if your track record is good if you had a good you know uh, foundations in your career, if your track record is good, if you are able, if you have your personal branding, if you are able to network, that bump would change into an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I think that's a wonderful way to wrap things up. Nice positive note at the end, gentlemen. Thank you very very much for your input today. I think it's been a really lovely conversation. As with all of these things, I'm sure there's a lot more we could cover yet. But I thank you so much for your time and opinion. Um, it's been great to, to have you on the show. Thank you, Phil. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. So. Take care. Cheers. Yeah, bye-bye. I'm in. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm In covered I'm building in. your career and featured Ted Walia, FIH, Nathaniel Morales, NIH, Jake Armston, AIH, and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. A huge thank you goes to the IOH's very own Leon Williams FIH for the music and Sonia Cresswell MIH for the artwork and branding. To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org and to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be discussing whether tough love still has its place.